Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Uh, let's talk about the two teams that did not make the playoffs that really, I think, hurt the postseason as far as uh, this weekend is concerned. And it wasn't for a bad call in games that they were not involved in. They might be in. The NFC is the Lions and the AFC are the Steelers. The Lions got absolutely screwed by what happened with Seattle. I mean... Bad call after bad call in the, in the Seattle game, but they called a roughing the punter uh, five-yard penalty on fourth and four. They called a roughing the punter on the Ram defense with about seven minutes left. The Rams nursing a 16-13 lead, and they called it deep in Seattle territory, basically in the middle of their third straight three and out, and that gave Seattle an automatic first down, and once that occurred, even with the missed field goal, you just probably had a funny feeling that Seattle would figure out a way to win the game, which would bury the Lions for the Sunday night game. And Seattle obviously took advantage of the lousy call by the uh, two re- officials behind the scene there. It was not a roughing the punter. It was an awful, awful call. And Seattle, of course, that uh, you know needed for the Lions to make it, had to lose to give the Lions a win in your in deal that night against Green Bay. Uh, Seattle came back and they got the field goal there to tie it and then they won the game in overtime. Baker Mayfield, bless his little heart, over, under, through Jefferson wide, wide open in the overtime, which if that ball is connected, Detroit would be in the playoffs and a fat guy in Rapid would have a little more money because only the fat guy in Rapid would want a San Francisco and Ram Moneyline parlay and he has the Niners easy at 15 and a half, 38-13. But the fat guy bouncing around uh, Long Island. He's in town this week, so hopefully, uh, you know, if you ran into him, uh, you know, uh, you didn't drop your drink and throw it on him. But anyway, he was around this weekend. And the fat guy, you know, he's with his family. He hasn't seen in months and months and months. And all he's doing at 424 is calling me up on the phone. We must bet the Ram money line in San Francisco. I said, Rob, whatever you want, go ahead. So what's the idiot do he bets the Rams in San Francisco and I gotta suffer through three and a half hours of torture A with Mayfield and B with the officials and Geno Smith and Seattle and San Francisco wins easy and I get buried anyway that call if, so if you thought Dan Campbell was distressed think about Christopher Russo there in Connecticut uh, who has been taking a bath all year long uh, thanks to the fat guy and I took a bigger bath there on uh, Sunday night anyway that call bothered the hell out of me and then you throw in the Miami call against the Jets, which cost Pittsburgh a spot. You know, listen, New England, you know, they challenged Buffalo, and we'll get to the Bills a little later. They challenged the Bills, had some chances, so you can make, uh, and you can think that maybe the Steelers were somewhat fortunate, because Buffalo actually could have lost the game. I mean, how many times in an NFL game you are going to return two kickoffs for touchdown? It's happened. It hasn't happened in millions of years. So how many times do you think that's going to occur? Matter of fact, I can look at it. I think it's seven times. It's not a lot, and Himes did it twice, so you're somewhat fortunate there if you're a Steeler fan and Mike Tomlin but then the Jets in what was an absolute I didn't see one play I'm not going to watch Jets Miami under with Skylar Thompson and Joe Flacco if the game was in my backyard I draw the blinds as I like to say anyway 
They called a, uh, a, a horse collar on a jet linebacker on Waddle on a catch on the Dolphins' last drive that gave him 15 yards. That was one of the worst calls you're ever going to see in your life. And that call got Miami in the postseason. They ran around and kicked a field goal and won it. And although this is a game I didn't have, I'll give you one pick that he loved, the fat guy in Rapid. On, I'll give you one guess. At three and a half, I'll give you one. And I talked him out of it. The Jets. And the safety. The safety cost him. They lost 11-6. Instead of, I say, you, that's why you can't bet. You, you, you're playing, you talk about the bad beat segment. Scott Van Pelt should have that uh, tonight, next time he does it. You have the Jets all day at three and a half. And for 59 and 59, 59 minutes and 59 seconds, you're in great shape. And all of a sudden, they lateral it into the end zone for a safety, and you lose the game 11-6. You can't make it up. Anyway, that call bothered me because that caused Pittsburgh a spot in the postseason. And how much better would your postseason scenario be? Let's say Miami lost, and they had a very good opportunity to do so, tied with the Jets. Uh, late in the, If that call doesn't happen, who knows? And let us say that uh, Seattle loses, and they should have, to the Rams. Let's say those two things happen, and then Detroit does beat San Francisco. You'd have Detroit at SF. They would have put that game at night on Saturday, and they moved up, and they would have moved up the Jacksonville game, which a game I love against the Chargers. They would have played that Saturday afternoon. That's a hell of a doubleheader. And then they would have played Pittsburgh at Buffalo at one o'clock. No, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh would be the seventh seed, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. They would have been the seventh seed. So they would have been at Buffalo in replace of Miami, who doesn't have a quarterback. They would have played at one on Sunday instead of Miami. You would have had such a better postseason with those two teams in. Nobody in America wants to see Seattle under any circumstances in the postseason. Nobody. Nobody wants to see them. And they're going to get mauled in San Francisco. Mauled. Bet it now. You're going to get mauled. San Francisco. Spreads going northward, not southward. Bet that game now and cash it. I mean, that is a disaster, Seattle. And they put that game at 4.30, uh, much to Al Michaels' chagrin. He, of course, with the Amazon, who got garbage all year. Uh, and so has he. So I think that's an NBC game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that an NBC game on uh, at 4 o'clock? I think it is on uh, Saturday early. I believe that might be the NBC game, which I think Al will get a ball game. Al will do the game with two. Tariqo with um, Tariqo uh, is going to do the Sunday night game, so I believe Al will do that game probably with Jason Garrett and our little buddy there, uh, Dungey, who put America to sleep. Anyway, that game is on. Um, let me double check. The, I think that's NBC, is it not? Early Saturday, but that game is awful. The Saturday night game is a good game. Uh, I believe that game is on NBC. I don't have it in my. I have Eddie looked that up. Four thirty on Saturday, but that would have been much better instead of Seattle if you. Had have Detroit later on, and then you have the scenario going on with Chargers early, and then Sunday, Pittsburgh ahead of Miami. We've seen Miami and Buffalo a thousand times. Now, Pittsburgh did play in Buffalo this year. I understand that, but, you know, who need? I'd much rather see Pittsburgh and Tomlin right now. Look at me jumping on the Tomlin bandwagon. Nine and eight, never a losing record, but that is much better. So, to me, we start the day off with the Lions, who came out there and beat the Packers. Chargers, yeah. Uh, 
Chargers or NBC? Yeah. And what's and so Fox has the first game? Yeah. Okay, so I apologize. Al's got the Saturday night game, so a little better off. Uh, but to make a long story short, we really could have had a tremendous doubleheader on Saturday if the Lions were there. And boy, give Detroit credit. What a job that they did. What a job the Detroit did. And here is, uh, uh, having lost that game, you know, basically at quarter to eight, and then coming out a half hour later and knocking Aaron Rodgers, the diva, knocking him into the postseason, maybe for life. Uh, though I, uh, uh, the offseason until I, though he's going to play again. He's not going to make it. Believe me, he didn't get the Jeopardy job. He's not making $50 million doing something else. But that is something that we could, uh, you know, that is interesting as far as the, uh, as far as um, uh, the Lions are concerned. Give him a tremendous amount of credit and this is from the never chase the game deal if you're a fan you know mike and stanford the guy who calls me up all the time and tells me about how great rogers is and all uh he's the basketball coach well he missed and i'm never gonna let him hear the end of it he missed after we lost a new cannon did a triple a double overtime game to the sixth team in the state on friday night he boarded a plane on saturday Chicago, Milwaukee, and he took a little putter jumper and then he drove to Green Bay to see, because he loves the Packers, to see this Sunday night game. Now, he missed two practices. They had to bring all sorts of coaches in to replace him. He's the assistant coach, for crying out loud. He missed two practices, but he got what he deserved. Because when you chase, as you're a fan, and you start basically up and uh, you know upheavaling your life to see a sporting event, and you go three thousand miles, or in this case Green Bay, which is even worse than traveling three thousand miles, when you do that to see that sporting event, your team never wins. And I know that better than anybody. You're talking about a guy who went to game three of the 97 uh, NLDS Giants and Marlins. Uh, they were down 2-0. They got swept. I went to the World Series with the Angels. They lost. I mean, nobody gets screwed more than me with this. When you chase your favorite team to all ends of the earth, you know, to see a ball game, it never works out. So right now, Mike in Stanford is sitting there somewhere in Green Bay's airport trying to find a flight back to New York where he can try to coach the ball club. They got a game tomorrow night. Knowing that his team blew a game to the Lions. Lambeau Field for Tisha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody in New Canaan, knowing his plight, rooted hard for the Lions. You know me. I would have liked crazy. I wanted him burned like you wouldn't believe. And I won. So here's what we begin the program with. Music man for smelling missed all the football. Eddie in gummy land on Saturday night. I got an idea. Take the over of Vatek in North Carolina State. Didn't work. Steve Torrey walking out of here with that glum look on his face because don't forget Northwestern beat Indiana Saturday in Assembly Hall and now Torrey along Hayden's line the two of them are two peas in a pod he wants to fire Woodson what a lousy coach get him out of here and he was in a glum mood and a foul mouth SOB and he walked out of here last night and had a party that's number two that fat guy in Rapid who at 424 who should know better seeing his mom and his sister who hasn't seen in years Goes out there at 424 and begs me to bet Seattle and San Francisco. We did and we lost. And then, of course, uh, our former great coach, Mike Tisha, who decided to chase games. When you chase games along the Fox River, you get buried. 
Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.